This is the Voice of the Land podcast with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Nick Paulus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Voice of the Land podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Arnold. Alongside me, as always, my brother, Nick Paulus, and our producer extraordinaire behind the proverbial glass, Peter Tillip. We are partnered, of course, with Web Streaming Studio by LPV Productions and NEO Sports Network. And, of course, our sponsor here in Season 4, DP Construction LLC. Reach out to them for all your concrete construction needs, 330 330- 217-4999 that is 330-217-4999 or hit him up on Facebook see all the pictures of all the projects that Uncle Steve has completed and uh, our buddy Tyler LaFrada has set up for Uncle Steve to complete and uh, they got some beautiful pictures on there you can like their page and also reach out for a quote through Facebook as well and of course you can always find the podcast on all your major podcast platforms Google Spotify Apple we are on YouTube you get to see our beautiful faces each and every single week on YouTube at Voice of Land podcast hit that subscribe like and turn on notifications there you can always follow us on Twitter and Instagram at VTL underscore pod like us on Facebook at Voice of the Land. Paulus, you can find him on Twitter. Have sports conversations with him at CLE underscore Paulus. Myself at Kevin and Seven because I always come in clutch <laughs> at the in end. Clutch. Always come in clutch at the end. And of course, you can find LPV Productions and NEO Sports Networks on all social media platforms. This week, of course, we have a lot to talk about, especially baseball wise and football wise, as the Indians are on are into the playoffs. They they clinched their playoff berth this week, and the Browns just getting their season going, trying to get to 2-1, and one, first time over 500 possibly since 2014, so some big things happening, and we'll touch on a little bit of fantasy, kind of give an update from our end of what we've seen. Absolutely. With the crap that we've seen in our <laughs> in our fantasy football the league. The injuries upon injuries has was, been ridiculous in the NFL so far this year. I wasn't even going to go there. It, right. I was more talking about myself and how bad I've been <laughs> in all five leagues this year already. So, I, you know, you got to take one on the chin sometimes. Uh, of course, uh, last night, though, coming off of a, another great uh, CBC TV uh, game that we had last night. Yeah, how'd you like that game, Mr. Wycliffe? <laughs> Hey, I'm Mr. Blue Devil, okay? You're, you're Mr. Blue I'm, Devil, okay. I, I was, I was Last joking. night you were, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was very professional. Absolutely. I, so I didn't, we did call Wycliffe versus Independence as, as Independence and Wycliffe came into the game 4-0 and undefeated in the CVC Metro Division. And Wycliffe hasn't been undefeated like that in a yeah. season in a long time. They haven't won a CVC title in a long okay. time. and. There was word that came out kind of after the game last night that they may have. That, you know, we didn't mention it. I was getting like kind of technically they won a met. Like right. I don't know how Ohio High School Athletic Association sure. and some of these conferences are operating with that with such a shortened season. Mm-hmm. Everyone making the playoffs because I was reading some articles this morning. I didn't see anything right. about them actually winning I, that division I, title. Just give them the title. I, I mean, right. they right. looked so dominant last night against a a very good independence team. Yeah, I mean, you know, very balanced. I mean, you, I mean, you had stat. Okay, this guy right here is the most 
most prepared man in sports. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, you coming out with, you know, stats on top of stats on top of stats for high school, you know, football. It's ridiculous. This guy right here, for sure. Um, But I'm telling you right now, uh, I mean, Wycliffe was dominant last night. And, you know, the CVC, you know, game of the week, fantastic game. Had a lot of fun with it. 41 points in the first half. And then the running clock after that. So, you know, nothing like that. And the only reason why they gave up any sort of points was because of a, uh, you know, a high snap on a punt, Mm. you know, in the back of the end zone. And there was nothing, you know, the kid uh, could uh, really do about that. I mean, the punt, it was snapped pretty high. So, uh, but Wycliffe, I mean, Fort Camp and uh, Bala. Uh, those uh, those guys and Bal is a quarterback. Yes, you know uh, uh, for Wycliffe, but that dude. I mean, straight up running back yeah. style. I mean, you know, averaging came in what averaging 154 yards rushing. Uh, you know, for for a quarterback that's unheard of, and mm. I mean, didn't really pass a lot on the season before last night, but had what six attempts, five attempts, six. Uh, you know, something something yeah. along the lines of that. Completed all of them. Looked good throwing the ball too. Yeah. So I mean, Wycliffe. I mean they can definitely get it this year for sure. Yes. And I mean, and Bella had two rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown last night. And I, I know on the broadcast, even their offense, that wing T where they got so many different options, even the broadcasters get a little, uh, most prepared as, as Paula said, I appreciate those kind words. For Absolutely. Sure. It's uh, the truth, you know, but even the broadcasters get a little, uh, you know, with those, triple option type things who who really has the ball because it's it's Bella it's four camp and these it's tough and being from Wycliffe and kind of you know I've worked with these kids before yeah. I've the thing about Bella is mm-hmm. he played in middle school I told you last night he played yeah. three sports mm-hmm. he was running cross country playing football and playing soccer and I coached him in soccer yeah and Isaiah Bolin their punter kicker running back wide receiver you know catching Mr. Everything yeah yeah yeah, doing a bunch of everything last night you know he was playing soccer as well and was a a tremendous player for us but also has that football skill too and you just you just see that speed you just see that natural athleticism from this senior group that have played together for so long and you know this is kind of what they this is the moment that they've been kind of working towards and there's a, a lot of their buddies are on that offensive line and they credit them and you even saw Fort Camp out and out in front blocking for Jacob Lewis last night and some other guys so they're willing to sacrifice a play for their own stats to help someone else you know get you know do the play based on how the defense is set up and yeah. um you know i guess like i said i didn't want to say anything on the broadcast uh, yeah. last night because i wanted to make sure our goal every single time is to represent both schools all student athletes their coaches the families as best as possible and you know i put in a little apology out on facebook to my to my wickler friends because i did credit <laughs> Fort camp with one of the touchdowns that bala did run in from one yard out last night but you know just because you want to make sure that these kids don't get an opportunity to be on tv very right. often especially at the smaller schools division six and division seven for wickliffe and independence respectively mm-hmm. so these kids don't get that spotlight very often and you want to you want to make sure that you represent them and give them that opportunity because when they go home and watch it like oh my gosh like i was on tv oh he didn't my, get my name got called you oh know, like yeah. oh what i scored that why did he give it you know right so you know just kind of like scored that yeah <laughs> like but like that like fun like that you know, kind of joking sure. like back yeah. and forth there. So just wanted to make sure, you know, I did that at the end of the game that uh, did did realize that. But um, honestly, I just wanted to, you know, wrap 
that game up from last night here today on the podcast because we were in the Independence crowd and not not that there's any sort of fear or anything like that of offending anyone, yeah. but it's again, it's it's representing and Independence invited us into their stadium yes. and it was they were trying to go to 5 and 0 just like Wycliffe was. So For we sure. were again trying to represent both teams the right way. Um but in the back of my mind mm-hmm. that that game meant a lot to me sure for being from Wycliffe and my mom's side of the family being in Wycliffe for the better part of 60 years wow and you know remembering as a kid you know you you see little kids at high school football games they're running around they're going they're jumping on like the 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 high jump pad at, at, yeah. at different stadiums or they're running around in, in different areas they're not really watching the game I was one of those kids that was sitting there watching guys like Chris Hoos and Corey Rojek and even uh, Coach Parcello last night who, was, who ran who was a quarterback for Wycliffe in the uh, late 90s mm-hmm. running that same wing T offense that they're running today yeah just I was just in awe and just watching that now I of course I never just I never ended up playing football I loved playing soccer and we've given a lot of Wycliffe soccer love on the <laughs> right. of course I've given, of course given a lot of love to the Wycliffe soccer team yeah. the band uh volleyball has been doing tremendous this year as well their golf team great. cross country teams have been doing great as well so it's good to see small schools kind of have that ability to have those athletes getting out there but it meant a lot to me personally for being so in, entwined in that community yeah. and knowing how much football still means in that community um, to be able to call that game and represent with the Alumni Association not being able to, unfortunately, and I apologize to them. I mean, I know that uh, having a couple of broadcasts there did not allow those guys, Frank Fody, Mark Tennant, and uh, Scott Tennant as well, uh, who I consider Mr. Blue Devil, actually. But, um, you know, they weren't able to get out there. So hopefully we represented you guys well, Independence well. Um, and that game last night, in the back of my mind, I was dedicating to my grandfather because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't hear as well. Um, and you can only really watch through the computer. They don't have smart TVs. So kind of waiting to see what he thought. Um, you know, my mom kind of left at grandpa's house last night before the game was yeah. over. But um, I dedicate that to him because he is the one that really got me into. That's awesome. He was the first one to really get me into sports. He was listening to Bruce Drennan and some of those sure. uh, old school sports talk guys. And I would hear that around the house when I was a little kid. And it just it just st- stuck with me, and now I'm the one listening to sports talk and trying to get into it and doing all those things. So that was for him, and I hope made him proud, my grandmother up in heaven proud, and, and entire family and friends proud, but more so each community, Wycliffe and Independence. Hopefully we did a good job of showing the pride that uh, those teams have put out there and the effort they've put out all season long. And they're going to be tough, tough outs in this playoffs for division six and division seven. And I know, and just to wrap it up on, on my end over here, uh, you know, being able to sit on the independent side last night, I mean, we had a lot of fun, Mm. you know, calling the game. And, and I know that the parents and the, you know, the, the kids on the team, you know, devastating loss, 41 to two, uh, you know, sort of loss, but, all of the kids kept their head up, and, mm-hmm. and, I mean, they played a hell of a game. I know the score doesn't indicate it, right? but, I mean, they they were trying every – I mean, I, I told you, they had that 60-yard – Wycliffe had that 60-yard run. Mm-hmm. They – I mean, they tore after that kid down. I think it was Bala. Yeah. Uh, you know, that – I mean, almost had the touchdown. And they Zygmunt tackled him. Ran him down from the left side to the right. Absolutely. I mean, 100% effort out there. So, I mean, those kids should definitely hold their head up high. Uh, the the Parents, we had one guy, you know, sitting, uh, you know, in front of us reminded me of my dad so much because I remember playing high school football Mm -hmm. and 
I, I always tell the story uh, whenever you're out on the field, I, I don't know if it's the same for you as it was for me, but like you get so focused in on, yes. on just the play yeah. a, ahead of itself. Mm. Like I tuned out everything. Like I, I didn't hear the quarterback, you know, cadence calls or, or anything like that, you know, audibles, anything like that. I'm literally just looking at the football and, and boom. And then I'm gone. Mm. Uh, the only time that like, I, I remember in high school football, I would only hear that I'd only see right. that, but then I'd hear my dad in the stands and like, I could hear my dad in the stands above everyone else. Focus, folk, get low. Like, and the guy ahead of us was just like that. I mean, yelling at the refs, you know, like, yeah, I mean, he was going to town mm. on the refs. He was going to town on the coach. Like, that's how my dad was. And, like, I hope, you know, whenever I have a son or a daughter, uh, you know, that that's going to be involved in sports, I want to be that guy, too, because it's just the passion, you know, that yeah. brews out of you because it's your kid out there on right. the field. And, uh, I mean, you know, shout out to uh, – I, I don't know whose parent, you know, yeah. who, who, you know, the parent was, but, uh, I mean, he came up, to, you know, after the game. He's like, you know, I know it was a crap game, but you guys did a great call. So, yeah. uh, you know, we're very thankful to hear that. And, and I mean, it was it, I know the score doesn't indicate it, but we had a great time out there. Yes. And and both teams should definitely hold their head up high. Very well taken care of. And we appreciate all the compliments we did receive after the game. And that's a credit to to you and what you're doing out there, Paulus, and to our production crew, Peter, Jim and, and Mike all you on, on the, on the yeah. cameras. And uh, so uh, thank you guys for for everything that you guys do to get those things going and he, I never had parents like that I mean my my dad would like talk to me sure. after after games but I never heard him like during my soccer yeah. matches or my basketball games or uh -huh. anything I knew I wouldn't hear my mom <laughs> my mom's just gonna my, well, my mom's just gonna sit here like this yeah my my mom's kind of the same way she just sits down and like I guarantee <laughs> you like my dad embarrassed my entire family like <laughs> like I know that you know my dad focus I remember my dad getting kicked out of a little league game yeah. you know like we, we were we were in a championship little league game and he got kicked out he he saw me make the uh, uh, game-winning uh, tag because mm. uh, I was playing catcher and kid tried to steal home on me. I tagged him out and game-winning championship tag from the parking lot. And I saw like as soon as I tagged him, I see my dad like ah, you know, going crazy mm. out in the in the parking lot because he got kicked out the inning <laughs> before. So um, yeah, it's a, it's it's a fantastic time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it is. Um, you know, I I do credit my dad as well for some of that. We talked about that many times. To, credit our our dads our families for, for kind sure. of who we are as sports fans yeah. and even even to a certain extent my mom because you know she was just very quiet she's just yeah. very supportive so I, I always appreciated <laughs> all of her support as well I always knew when I got in the car after a soccer game there was going to be one question my dad was going to ask me mm -hmm. why were you called for offsides <laughs> so I'd explain it next game why were you called for offsides <laughs> still still to this day doesn't understand the offsides rule and i i get it trust me i i get that in, sure. in the game of soccer like the the offside rule is difficult to understand because guess what referees don't really call it very evenly like very consistently either and mm -hmm. you know when you don't have the uh the help of VAR, as they call it in soccer, <laughs> video review, now that they've added that in, mm -hmm. um, you know, in high school, it's it's difficult to kind of... For sure. Yeah. You know, especially when you only got one one referee. Now, if it, someone's clearly offsides, I'm going to expect you to call it when I'm coaching on the sideline. Right. I'm going to make you know that I, course, <laughs> I expect yeah. you to call that. I'm going to be like that, that dad, except... 
for be a little bit more, you know, I guess subdued so my kids don't, the, the players don't, uh, <laughs> don't get too into it. But, but still, I mean, we appreciate everyone that did uh, come out and support everybody that watched last night. If you're watching on, if you watch it on replay, you know, we'll be back out there next week, week six, already the final week, uh, technically the, you know, what is the final week of the regular season. Some teams will just play regular season games after the, they're out of the playoffs, but you know, week six, and then you, you jump in and yeah, we always know high school football playoff time is always, always a big time. So we'll be seeing what uh, what happens with that and where we go forward with that. Switching gears a little bit, we will get back into football at the end of the podcast as well. We want to switch gears, though, because and we want to focus on Indians baseball. And I'm rocking the GV artwork shirt. I mean, like this is my this is my favorite shirt right here. And rock, it's a great shirt. It is. I mean, they 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 do some they do some great work, you know. Sometimes you gotta get the plug in. You know, you got yeah. your you got I, your bang energy drink. I got my, you got your second one. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Trying a new one in Peach Mango. How was I, it? How was it? Fantastic. It, amazing. Absolutely love it. Um I, I told you, you know, before you know, before the pod, if uh, if I was still, you know, had a couple of drinks or anything like that, mm-hmm. this would go great with vodka. So I'm just <laughs> I'm throwing that out there for everyone out there. So you know, if you ever want to try that, it'd be like the new four loco. Yeah, okay. like a way better new four loco. How about that? So the VTL podcast asks you to drink, but drink drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If yeah. you do drink, please drink responsibly. Go drink and drive. PSA from the Voice of Land podcast. There we go. But speaking of things that are great, Indians baseball has been great lately. Um, you know, we know that their offense has been up and down, but they did clinch the playoffs and they've clinched it. They clinched it in heroic fashion and they've won on a walk off three out of the last four games. And this team has that has that spark, that magical spark right now to clinch the playoffs. I mean, just some of the games, I don't know how many you've been able to see there, Paulus, but yeah. I mean, just from your perspective, what have you seen from this team and what what do you think is really is driving this this resurgence kind of at the end of the year after that rough stretch of eight losses in a row? Yeah, I, I really can't narrow it down to one thing. I mean, but everyone has been coming up clutch. Jordan Luplo, I mean, dude's hitting 200 on the year. And I mean, great uh, uh, double last night mm. uh, to uh, uh, get a run in, you know, at the uh, the ninth inning. I mean, they only had one hit going into the ninth inning last night, and then they end up winning the game four to three. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you you just don't see it happen all all the time. But it's a magical run, and we typically have this sort of run, you know, earlier in the year. Yes. I'm, I'm not talking like like you know May time right. frame, but like whenever we won the 22 straight, mm-hmm. I mean, that was August, you know, July to August time frame, <laughs> and then we sort of ran out of juice at that moment in time. This kind of reminds me of 2016, mm-hmm. whenever they started. I mean, coming up clutch, you know, towards the end of the year and just transitioning all that great momentum into the playoffs. That's kind of how I feel right now. I'm not saying we're going to make the World Series. I know, you know, our our buddy Tyler uh, is is He's coming out crap right now. He is coming Twitter. out after me because we had talked about this. You know, the the off I'm sorry, the outfield has been horrendous all year long. And yeah. they're still not great. Like yeah. I'm not yeah. throwing that out there. There's been a lot of, you know, hit or misses, you know, in this lineup. Uh more so misses than hits. Uh However, the outfield, it just hasn't been playing up to snuff this year. And I still think that we still are going to need that bat in order to make the World Series. However, 
it, they're coming up clutch right now. I, like I, I don't want to, you know, say you know anything negative to you know a team that's won four straight in a row and and, and I mean swept the White Sox. Yeah, I, it's it's been I'm sorry five in a row. Uh, you yes. know, with yeah. with the win over uh, Pittsburgh last night. It's one of those years where you just start getting goosebumps at the right time, mm. and I think that is probably. <laughs> It's one of those things where you just could see something magical happen in a weird, weird 2020. Something magical might just happen for Cleveland. Yeah, uh, Peter. I mean, just I, I don't. Again, I don't know how many games you've been able to see because I know we've been kind of you know back and forth with with some of these games. I know you got a lot going on with everything you're you're doing with the production company as well. But we uh, joke about you know Mister Everything. Yeah, yeah like, this is Mister Everything right here. That Peter, is why that's why yes. we call him the producer extraordinaire. It's not just a running <laughs> a running uh, gag or anything right. like that. It really is. We appreciate everything you do, but I mean. Being the big Indians fan that you are as well, I mean, just what are you seeing from this team to have that turnaround? What looked like that eight-game losing streak may kind of take them out of the playoffs or kind of not – they're kind of the same stories every year, no momentum going in. They found that spark. Yeah, where I, I was, was it coming from? I was pretty worried, actually, with that <laughs> losing streak because I was like, oh, man, they're collapsing. And uh, the last couple games, like – the walk-offs have just been amazing because it's it's exciting. It takes me back to you know, like the '95 '97 mm-hmm. season when it was just so much electricity. And you know, obviously that was a different time because you had sold out you know Jacobs Field for yeah. you know 400 and what 30 some games, yeah. mm-hmm. crazy number. And I was at a lot of those. Um, <laughs> but you know, so the energy is great. You know, I'll agree with you guys on the outfield little concerned sure. i felt like there's just some every now and then there's some lackadaisical you know they're yeah. they're not hustling as much as you would expect uh frankie the other night when he hit he i he thought it was a home run and it mm-hmm. wasn't yep and he just you know should have been a triple it should have been yeah. a triple he should have ran he should have run and he didn't he was just kind of watching it and it's mm-hmm. like oh, oh crap it wasn't going out um that concerns me you know because it is a short season. Yeah. They just dig in, you know, blast through it. I'm I'm glad that they've got this five in a row. Last night, honestly, after the football game, I was I went home, I uploaded the recording of it to YouTube for the CBC and uh was checking out some other things and I, I went to I was so tired I went to bed. And when I got home it was three to one mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know right. i missed i missed that comeback i woke up this morning i looked at it i was like damn it <laughs> <laughs> they won I'm like, I'm like they won how do they how do they do that and um it is funny though because i want to jump right back to the cvc because you're you're mea culpa there on facebook with your call scott yeah. tenant i'm like I wonder if there's the same Scott Tennant that LPV's done some work for over the. It, it sure is. Because <laughs> yeah, sure I'm, I'm you know, linked into him on LinkedIn or whatever. I'm like, wait, that's the same guy. Okay. Yeah. So, um, small world, right? right so, right. oh, yeah. Scott's, Scott's everywhere. He, he, he really is Mr. Blue Devil. Trust yeah, when me. You're, you're, I'm Mr. Everything. I'm like, yeah, well, that makes sense. That yeah. I, yeah. There, so, but no, it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, and with, you know, the postseason coming up here, I'm, Kind of, I'm excited and yet nervous to see who we're going to play. So. Yeah, 
as much as Tyler wants to kind of dig in and, and like support the outfield, but more so kind of dig that knife in with you. He only does it, it to me. Yeah. Just right. because <laughs> to he wants to get under my skin yeah. and, and I love Tyler to death, you know, brother, I, I love him, but I mean, that's, that's the type of guy that we're dealing with right, right now. Yeah. But we do, we do base our takes on reality. We try not to, yes, we are excited when the walk-offs happen. We are jumping up and down. We are the most diehard fan some of the most diehard fans you're going to find. And, you know, we are energized by it, but we also try to take a step back once we react and see what's really going on. So like Peter just said, the outfield still concerns me to a degree. And uh, so does the, some of the bullpen. Because those guys have been, especially in that uh, in that uh, eight game losing streak. Yeah. But also in a few of these games where, yes, the Indians have come back and it's been great, and they've won the game, they still come back to win. The bullpen is coming in and giving up that crucial run or two runs that kind of lets the other team get the lead. And you know you can't bank on walking it off every single time. You, you know, you may have to play some, you may have to play on the road before you get to the bubble. Who knows? The Indians, yes, they are, and we'll get to this more in a second, but they're within one game of the division with two games to play where they could get the number one spot and then they have home games. Or they could, you know, stay and maybe lose the division by one game, be in the third spot in the division and have to play in that seven or eight wild card spot and go somewhere else. So you may not get the opportunity to have that last at bat in the game and you got to be able to trust that bullpen now they've done well most of the season but you don't want those bad habits like frankie not running out of the box some uh, lack of hustle in the outfield giving up runs coming out of the bullpen you don't want those bad habits getting so close to the playoffs in a shortened season to play a factor in your chance to make a deep run or have an early exit However, these last few games, and I think it may be, may, it's either five or six in a row. I think they lo- they won that last game in Detroit before they came uh, before they came home, and then won the four against Chicago and last night against the Pirates. Um, I know they went uh, three for four, I believe, against the Tigers in that series on the, their last road series. It's uh, six in a row. Six in a row. Six in a row. So it's good to see that momentum kind of building going right into the playoffs instead of just before those last couple weeks when you really want to be playing your best baseball. That's what they have right now. And they still have the pitching staff, the starting rotation, to take them deep into the playoffs. And these walk-offs have been amazing. And imagine what progressive field would look like with the fans in the stands. And the the fact that the the clubhouse is able to generate that kind of energy, yeah. stay that locked in to win those games without that kind of that crowd noise, that crowd pressure on the opposing pitcher, they're able to generate that kind of energy to stay in the game and end up winning the game at the end. And you it starts with Jose Ramirez who is an MVP candidate this year. 100%. Yeah, he he should be the MVP. And then you have Cesar Hernandez, who has been a bright spot coming in as you know as much as I know Cleveland loved. We love Jason Kipnis here, but Cesar Hernandez has been a a godsend, basically, yeah. for, for the Indians there at second base. Lindor not having the kind of caliber of season of the type of player that he's capable of, but you know... He's come through in a few moments here lately where it seems like he may be turning a corner, which is going to be important for the playoffs, too. But once Jose got that big home run, that three run home run to walk it off, get them into the playoffs. Then you see guys like Jordan Luplo, who have been under 
the Mendoza line all all, all year right. long, and you have uh, you know Cesar Hernandez, Naquin coming back. Sure, that outfield has not hit well all season. Naquin was the bright spot when he came back off an of injury, but then he went like oh for twenty one. Right. Yeah. But you can't because you can't expect one guy to continue to carry the entire time. Mm-hmm. This is what you rather see is a different hero every single night, different guys coming through and the energy feeding throughout the clubhouse. You don't want it to just be all on Jose so that you got to wait. You know, he comes up third time, third time in the order. And then you got to wait nine more batters right. before he comes up again to try yeah. to do something. Hopefully on someone gets on base and then he can knock him in or right. something. You can't bank on that. You can't bank on just Tyler Naquin leading that outfield. You need more guys to step up. You need DeShields to be the guy he was last night. He yeah. got a clutch hit in that ninth inning to score a run. And he had that. He broke up the no-hitter, not realizing it was a no-hitter. He talked to Andre not after that game. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize it was a no-hitter. Right. He just recognized the situation, and he knows his role as a speedster in that ninth spot is to get on base so that you turn it over to the top of your lineup, your top-heavy lineup, to then try to start driving in some runs. He understands his role, and now he's getting into playing his role. That needs to continue for this team. 100%. And that transitions us right to kind of like where they stand right now. As we said, they're one game back of the division. They're, I think they have them in the third spot right now, mm-hmm. just based on maybe tiebreakers or anything like that. Yeah. But they are... White Sox lost last night. Yeah. And, of course, we are recording on Saturday, so you may be hearing this after the Indians play Saturday against the Pirates. But um, the Twins lost to the Reds. Reds get in the playoffs last night. They may have been having, you know, maybe <laughs> breaking protocol a little bit based a little on— too much fun last night. You know, a little uh, you know, Trevor Bauer on Twitter. He's always a, always a good follow, but he's got his camera kind of wrapped up in plastic wrap. I don't know if he's trolling or uh, if there was a little bit more than just— Could have been. More than just water right. in that clubhouse celebrating last <laughs> night. Um, and then the Cubs beat the White Sox. So Indians within one game with two games to play— where do you do you see this team? Will they get to? Is there enough time in these two games with the matchups that each of the three teams have? Can they win the division? And then where do you see their playoff run going? I think that they're gonna. I think that they're gonna win these next two games against uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, I really do. I mean, Pittsburgh's a terrible ball club. I mean, you know, they are a triple, you know, triple A associate, right. you know, so um, as much crap as what we were giving like Miami at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. I mean, in Miami actually just made yeah, the playoffs. Congrats too. to them. Congrats to them oh, and they, Derek Jeter and, and all of those guys down there. Good for them. I was I was beaming ear to ear just seeing that they took the team picture on top of the Yankees yes. mound last night because I, man, I hate the Yankees. Yeah. I hate the Yankees. Oh, is, of course. Is, is there a team that you really want to face though that you see in the playoffs right now as well as part of this run? Chicago. Like I, I mean, like it's, I mean, we. I think we broke Chicago's soul, you know, mm. over you know the the last four games, you know, against them. I really do think that we broke their soul. So, I, I mean, I would love to face Chicago. It's not going to happen, obviously. Uh, you know, at, at least for the you know first round. I, yeah. I don't think it's going. Yeah, right. Who knows? R- r- yeah, who who knows? But uh, yeah, I would I would love to face Chicago. I don't want to face, and I I know Houston and uh, the A's. They, they've been struggling, mm. you know over the last I just don't want to face them like I I hope they face each other because that right based on their history this this going at each other I would love to see that that happen but I I don't think that that's going to happen I I did want to revert back to like the MVP talk and everything like that the team's MVP is actually just stepping in right now 
Tito. Tito is coming back for you know for mm. this playoff run, and I I got goosebumps right now because I feel like the magic is happening, right. and like and I'm convincing myself as we're talking <laughs> on this podcast right now. I'm convincing mm-hmm. myself like I'm getting so hyped up for this, and maybe do you need a reality may, check right now? We we it's might fall a, flat uh, on our face, you know, <laughs> in in this wild card round. Who knows? But I'm telling you right now, getting Tito back in here is going to jumpstart everything and in like tito's just that dude you know f- mm. for us right. i mean the moment he's you know moment we signed him seven years ago or whatever it's been i mean he's he's changed the culture i mean he really has he basically reverted back to the 90s culture mm. there for us and it's been a phenomenal upgrade yeah. we couldn't have picked a better manager he is the best manager in the game like there's no doubt in my mind um but i think getting him you know, back here with us. And Sandy did a great job. I mean, and like, I'm looking forward to Sandy being our next manager after Tito, uh, you know, steps aside. You right. know, I, I hope it's not this year. You know, I hope it's not next year, but you know, I hope we get Tito as long as possible. But uh, Tito is the MVP. And, and like, I, I know, you know, he's missed almost 50 games on the year, mm-hmm. everything like that. But he's going to provide that spark, yes. you know, for us that that could carry us all the way to the World Series, maybe even get our first World Series win since 48. Well, with a spark that's already lit, I mean, Peter, that brings up a great point. What kind of impact do you think Terry Francona coming back to this team that's already on a great run going into the playoffs, what kind of spark can that now ignite for this team really going forward you know i think it's going to be great because it's you know i love sandy but he's not tito right um and and but no one is um (laughs) so i i think the way he manages in his personality with the club i think that's just going to give him that extra push and hopefully you know hopefully he it does propel him to the world series i would love to see that i mean it's like we we talked about this earlier in in the season you know it's a little weird because it's a 60 game season Mm -hmm. it's a shortened season yep you know does it count hell yeah it counts (laughs) absolutely and uh, they're playing right right, they're playing there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot going into this season that you got to overcome honestly this might be the toughest world series to win just be and like because it's a shortened Mm -hmm. year and Mm -hmm. everyone seems to be healthy you know like over 162 games you're like people get injured you know, it, like there's a lot of Knicks injuries, everything yeah. like that. Yep. This might be the hardest one yet because of how healthy mm. everyone going into it right. probably it's like, it's, is. It's what? Not, it's not even midseason. Nope. Right. Game one. Right. right. So, you know, it's yeah, it's it's going to be a challenge, but I'm I'm excited about it. I think Tito coming back is just going to make them even better. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it will ignite a spark to get like, you know, the one through five hitters, yeah. you know, really uh, right. going because it's it's been rough watching some of this. I mean, last like last night, the first hit was a push bunt mm-hmm. in the seventh inning. Yeah, yeah. so it, that was you know. I heard that on the radio which, driving home. I was like, which is oh, like man. the worst way to break up a no hitter. <laughs> right. I mean, that it's kind of a be you know bush league sort of move. Like I understand. You <laughs> Do know, you believe the, the shields that he didn't know? Hell, no, no. Like he's <laughs> the board's right there. He, he knew. the board is right in right. front of you. He knew. Everyone that's a big, knows. That's a big scoreboard too. Yeah. Right. yeah, you can't miss that. You can't miss that. No, I, I, he absolutely knew. Uh, it, it's a bush league way of, of doing. I, I'm thankful it happened yeah. though because I mean you know it's it's what we needed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, you can't go into the playoffs getting no hit. <laughs> like, right. like no. That, that's just like the worst way to enter the playoffs. But uh, yeah, no, he he absolutely knew. He right. he had to have known, right? 
Yeah, well, and you, and you look at that game, too, and you think, well, you know, the Pirates are, like, the worst in Major League Baseball, and yeah. you, you should beat the Pirates, but, and, and there's no excuses if you don't, but there is something to be said about a team, even in a shortened season, that knows that they're way out of it, they have no chance at all, yeah. and now your mind just kind of goes back to the game that you've been playing since a kid, and it's just, you know, it seems like that stress just comes off of you, so you see that a lot in a lot of sports where teams that are on the cusp of a playoff run or trying to build that momentum into the playoffs or there may be a game back or they're in there fighting for something still and the te- they have to face a team at the end of the year that has nothing to play for and they're just playing the sport that they love just to right. go out there and play it just to finish out the season and they just you know you see those kind of sometimes those upsets happen there's no excuse for it trust right. me there's no excuse for it that's that's the reality but it is you, it's still something that you, that you see in sports and it's kind of a unique thing in terms of Tito that is going to be a big thing because you've heard it in in every single post-game press conference with every single player, and even Sandy has alluded to it too. They miss him, but I think it took a little bit of time for the players to kind of hear how Sandy approached the game and his voice finding his way of not, you know, kind of following Tito's model, but in his own light, because you don't want someone to be someone they're not. You don't want your manager, your coach to be someone that they're not, especially if they have to step in for someone while it is very tough shoes to fill in Terry Francona in that manager role, Tanny Elmar has a lot of credibility within the Indians organization for what he did as a player and what he's done staying as a bench coach, first base coach, all of those things. I mean, he could have been a manager anywhere else by right. now. He, he, he absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think in his mind, he wants, he, he wants to stay here. He loves Terry Francona and he would love to kind of, you know, kind of help take it to that next step. If Terry Francona does have has to have to step down, yeah, um, at some point in the future, and we hope that that's no time soon. But yeah. health is the most important thing. But with that spark already lit, and Sandy kind of helping this team get back on track, then Terry coming in because they missed him. I mean, that is going to be so impactful. And we, and in all of this, we haven't even mentioned. Like probably someone that in a longer season, if you, if they played the way that they have in the sixty games, may get some MVP votes themselves. Be bona fide Cy Young of the year, Shane Bieber, who has been le- yeah, but you know only pitching every five days. I understand where that the pitchers don't and pitchers pitch, have because, won the world you know, because I'm they sorry. have their award too. Is a lot of people's thing of why pitchers don't win. MVPs. I mean Verlander won the award. You know it was like five years ago or something like yeah. that. You know the Cy Young and the MVP and you know. It, but just in a shortened year, right. I mean, it's it's a little bit tougher, I think. Yeah, but he is we. It's pretty much it's locked up at this point. Yeah, Bieber is. He's like Cy number Young. one in everything. <laughs> it's, he really is. And when we had Corey Kluber and some of those ace pitchers going into the playoffs, they've pitched so many innings going to that point. You just saw the fatigue mm-hmm. in Kluber and not able to perform in the playoffs. He's, they haven't even. He, I think he's pitched maybe 11, 12 games yep. in the sixty-game series or a sixty-game season, and so these starting pitchers are still coming in fresh, and that arm is starting to actually get more loosened. Like I would feel like more warmed up. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure, yep. not as well versed on kind of that element there of how pitchers feel throughout a year, but it's kind of like right 
in the cusp of the middle of the season when you really start to hit that peak in the yeah. regular season. Oh, yeah. And and I think we're I mean, once again, Peter, you know, brought it up. I mean, we're not even at the halfway point of, a, a you know, of your right. typical year. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point in time, we'd be in like June, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, I mean, there the the pitching itself, Shane Bieber, I mean, he's going to win the Cy Young. It's mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, he he has a good opportunity to win the MVP yes. because no one's really run away, you know, in the American League with, you know, great batting stats or, right. or anything like that. I mean, Jose's, you know, third in just about everything right yeah. now. I mean, third in home runs, third in RBI, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he's hit batting 288, 290, mm-hmm. you know, right Abreu around there. Abreu from the White Sox is the kind of the, the, the sexy pick, as they sure. say right now, for MVP. But yeah. Ramirez is making a case, and he's made a case all year, yeah. but especially late and coming right. through in the clutch. I think we can all agree as we kind of kind of wrap things up here with the with the Indians that while the walk-offs have been exciting and there is a spark, there's a certain energy that you just can't explain right now with this team, which has us more excited about playoffs and what they're capable of doing in this kind of playoff run. More guys have to continue to step up. Reyes needs to hit better. Santana needs to hit Santana better. Santana and like Anthony, you know, our, our buddy on the fantasy, mm-hmm. um, you know, always gives me crap because I I really like Carlos Santana. I, I, like, love, I, I, I love Carlos Santana. I, I love Santana. However, mm-hmm. you know, he is hitting 190. You right. know, like, like this is one of those moments where it's like put up or shut up moment. You can't have your cleanup hitter you hitting. You can't have that happen. You can't even hit him, have them hitting 220. Right. And, and like, and this is... Santana has the opportunity right now to step up you know, just in time for the playoffs and mm. start making some clutch hits. And I think he has the opportunity. I think he's going to do it. Right. I, I have this just gut feeling, a good feeling right now that he is going to step up and, and start hitting better. All I'm asking for is 250. Mm-hmm. You you hit one for four, get a double, get on base. You know, like and, we, and we know walks. he can get uh, those walks are so crucial. Mm-hmm. I mean, his on base percentage is typically through mm-hmm. the roof. I haven't seen what it's at lately. Um, but I mean, I, I, he's just that dude. He has the best eye in baseball, right? He, he really does. If he can just start connecting on a couple more pitches, I think that that would be, that would be through the roof there for us. Yeah. So more guys need to step up. Lindor needs to continue kind of breaking out of his slump that he's been in. And you can't bank on, again, walking it off every single time. You can't have that energy just in the ninth inning. Now you need to take that spark and bring it from first inning through ninth inning. Try to get those timely hits. I'm not looking for some 13-run, 10-run game or inning like they had early on the season, and then they'd go quiet for a while. I'm looking for consistency. Four to five runs a game, those timely hits that give your starting pitcher more confidence when they go out there. They keep that other team off the board, and they just that fuels that energy. When they have to pitch perfect, and we saw that, Early on in the season, too, when they have to go out there and pitch perfect, it was that one or two mistakes that was costly, and the Indians wouldn't even score a run, maybe one, and it was like two to one, three to one, and it was just yep. that one mistake because your starting pitcher pitched so well, but they wanted to pitch so perfect to keep the team in it, to give them that one chance to get that one run to keep the to win the game. Now you get a few timely hits, a few timely runs throughout a game. Starting pitcher's like, well, I don't have, I don't have to think. I got to keep a zero. I'm just going to go throw my stuff and I, my stuff's better than what you can hit. And I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. You're going to go back to your, your dugout. Yeah. And that's just, that's just the way it's got to be. So Indians, we think, you know, we expect some big things. 
it's just they have to continue and just little by little. It doesn't have to be extensive every single night. Just little by little, and you got the starting pitching to really take you far. And thank you so much. And prayers out to Terry Francona for his health. But thankful that he's able to come back in this season and enter that bubble that they're that they're in right now, so that they can travel around the country and go into the. Major League Baseball playoff bubble here soon. <laughs> um, but switching gears, of course, back to football as we kind of started the podcast with a little bit of it. High school version, we're jumping all the way to the pros because there's not, not a whole lot of college just yet. We'll get right. into that in October. And some big things to coming for the Voice Land podcast in October. Trust me, big things are coming. We just we got to keep it on the down low right now because we stay don't. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We just don't know when we can announce it yet. Yes. But big things are happening for us um and that that is a credit to peter as well for everything he's helping with and we'll you'll you'll know more about that later on <laughs> but with professional football cleveland browns looking as we said at the beginning of the podcast to go over 500 for the first time since 2014 and they are taking on the washington football team former ohio state greats dwayne haskins and terry mclaurin will come in to Chase first, Young as well. Chase Young on the edge and that front seven for Washington is for real. Is for real. Uh they got a really good defense over there, but so you got some Buckeyes coming in to uh, back into the Buckeye state trying to get that win. Browns trying to go over 500, some injuries on that in that defense that's already been given up a lot of yards, a lot of points this year and especially on that back end in the defensive backfield. Paulus, your expectations for for Sunday. What what do the Browns need to do to kind of build off of their offensive output on a week and a half ago on that Thursday night game against the Bengals and take it to that next step to keep the offense consistent, but also kind of have, you know, give themselves a little bit more breathing room during the game, get more defensive stops in the game. Right now, all I'm looking for, because I, I think that you can pass on uh, Washington. I think that they are going to load the box. They're going to try and stop Nick Chubb. They're going to try and stop you know Kareem Hunt. So the MVP of this game, if, if we're going to win, has to be Baker. And I'm not saying he needs to go out and throw for 300. He doesn't. Mm. He absolutely nope. does not uh, need to do that. Once again, he only needs to be 25 and under pass attempts is what I'm looking for. Uh, however, the play play action game needs to be as strong as ever. I, I, I asked you, you know, before the, uh, before we started on the podcast, the receiving yard leader, you know, for the Browns right now is Jarvis. Bless him. Bless him. And he only has uh, what, eight receptions for 107 yards. So, I mean, Baker's been spreading the ball out mm-hmm. a lot. And, and that is something that is key here for us. Um, once again, Nick Chubb is, is going to need to break off a couple of, you know, a couple of big runs. I'm not talking 88 yarders, 92 right. yarders, nothing like that. I would love that to happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure my wife would love that to happen Chubba, because, hub. <laughs> because she has them on fantasy. But I, I think for me personally, like Baker has to be the leader mm. that, that we expect him to be. And once again, you know, I, I know we, I don't, did we come up with uh, any production value for uh, the, the Baker oh, love the, meter? The, the love, well, well, not yet because well, they haven't well, had a game. We said that, that's true. We, we know that, that we can't, that's we can't true. do it until we we'll, can start reacting. We'll, to games. we'll do, we'll do that eventually. Eventually, you know, down the road, but I'll, I'll tell live you right reactions? now, live reaction, maybe, maybe. maybe. Uh, however, <laughs> Baker right now, like I'm at like a seven with Baker right now. Okay. Like, I like you. 
I'm not in love with you sort of thing. Like, mm. I, I really like what you did last yeah. week, but I need to see more consistency out of him. I really do believe that this is an opportunity here for us that that he'll just, I'm asking for 220, 230, yeah. something like that, and just, just crush the spirits. I need first downs. That's how you are going to beat this Washington team is by crushing their spirits early. And, and I really do believe if you get up early on them, you'll be able to, you know, just beat them down rushing the ball because I mean with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb right I mean you have fresh legs all throughout the game you're gonna have fresh legs and that front seven for Washington is the real deal I mean they're they're coming in this year with 11 sacks I believe that leads the league so far they had eight sacks the first first game so it's a little you know uh, a little skewed towards them Uh, but I, I would love to see Baker be the MVP for this game and just spread the ball out just spread the ball out get a couple of touchdowns that would be awesome um but i think that you can definitely you you can definitely get some yardage on this washington team peter i mean you got you're rocking the brown shirt this week you had the indians you had some uh some kind of o to the indians and in, in cleveland last week kind of gave some good vibes to the baseball team you got the brown shirt going what do they got to do to to get to that two and one record and just take this week by week but try to get over 500 First time in six years. Well, I, I agree with Nick. I mean, they they really have to have the play action working. They can't rely. They're not going to be able to rely on Chubb and and Hunt to to carry the ball and carry the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you know Washington's everyone, and not just Washington. Everyone's going to expect that. So you've got. Right. But you've got to establish a run game. You've got to get the passing there. I mean. I'm a little concerned about Chase Young because mm-hmm. he's a he's a hell of a player. Yeah, he is. And you know, it's it's another one of those, you know, God, I hate it when we have to play against a Buckeye <laughs> because you know Ohio State turns out some top talent. They turn out and pros. They do. Hundred yeah. percent. The, the problem is best is of the best. Yeah. There's not enough of them on our team. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. the problem. That's true. So it's um. We're going for more of that LSU vibe, I think. Yeah, you know, like we're we're trying to get greedy. You know, we're yeah, you know, like greedy. Greedy's killing me right now. Like I, I just, I'm sorry to cut you off, Peter, no, but true. but greedy's killing me right now. Being out another game here for us, we we need you. you. You know, and like I don't know exactly what's going on, but you know, soft tissue injuries, everything like that. I it, it's killing me not having greedy out there. It's a rough go right now for the defensive tigers. Yeah, the <laughs> offensive tigers, we got them, we got we're, them going. But we're we're good with that. Yeah. I'm trying. Uh, yeah, no, but go tigers. No, yeah. Go tigers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that just went way off the road. Right yeah. um, sorry, I just hear Ed Ogeron's voice in my head as soon as we hear. Oh, yeah. As soon as I say LSU, no, I get it. Uh, no, but like I said, uh, I agree with Nick. Though they've got to get the play action working, um, and Baker has to step up and really lead the team. I mean, yep. that's if he's he's it's his to do right. It's right yeah. there for him. He has to step up. You know, shows the maturity, lead the team, and I, I think we should be able to win this. And you know that Kevin Stefanski has not put those captain patches on anybody. They're, it's like different captain each and every single game, the one that goes out for it. Yeah. Because he's letting the guys know that each one of you have a chance to lead, and each one of you have moments where you need to be the ones to step up, whether lead by example or lead vocally. And one of the main ones that needs a lead all the time is Baker Mayfield. And again, 
you may consider him, if he's not throwing for over 300 yards and getting all these uh, highlight passes through the air, these deep passes like he had uh, to Jarvis in his rookie year yeah. against Carolina and the one uh, against Cincinnati to OBJ, you don't need all of that. And you may consider him a game manager, the way that kind of people put a negative connotation on that. Yeah. I'm actually, and this might seem weird, but I'm okay with my quarterback being a game manager for how I see a game manager. A, a game manager as a quarterback is someone that is going to get everybody in the right position, going to check to the right play, going to make sure that even if they have a rough series, the next time they come out, or if he throws a pick, the next time he comes out, he is going to make a play. So everybody else is going to follow suit. If they make a mistake, yeah. they're going to pick their head up and they're going to follow suit. Being that captain of the offense, of the team, being the extension of the coach. That's who I see a game manager being. I know what the f actual meaning of game manager sure. is, and that's not what we want here in Cleveland. We want the flashy plays. We want the guy with the big arm. We want yeah. 350 yards of game I'll and all of that. I want the game manager, the game leader, yeah. that gets everybody in the right position and understands, just like Jarvis and o OBJ said this week, they know that their, their bread and butter is... Hunt and Chubb. Mm -hmm. And every team knows that coming in. If this offensive line plays like they did against Cincinnati, against every other team, and they're, the other team knows what your best thing is, and you still run it down their throats, mm -hmm. that shows what kind of team this is, what kind of leaders you have on this team to know these are our bread and butter, we're going to use them, and when we get a chance, we are going to operate to perfection or almost to perfection with the run pass option type offense and with the play action fakes because we know how good Baker is at that kind of offense and yeah. getting out on the run and it's just if you can continue what you did against Cincinnati that's key the main piece of that to make sure everybody's in the right position on the same page mm -hmm. is Baker Mayfield 100% and and I'm once again and great you know you know good call bringing up Chase Young I mean dude's been a stud so far you know, yeah. you know the first two games I mean let's not say he's the greatest thing of all time but he is mm. solid yes. <laughs> don't get me wrong he's a very mm. good player yeah. came from the Buckeyes obviously we know we're going to rep him um, but that is going to be a very good uh, battle between yes. Jedrick Wills and Chase Young and, and I am very much looking forward to that because Jedrick has played amazing mm -hmm. so far switching from the right tackle to the left tackle you know from from college to the pros is one of the toughest moves you can possibly do and being the backside help of you know for for baker is uh it, it's just one of those things where it is uh it's necessary. I mean, I mean, we, we absolutely need to have studs like that out there. And I think Jedrick is going to play you know, pretty well. He, he's going to need some help. I mean, let, let's be honest. I think Harrison Bryan is is probably going to be out there, mm -hmm. you know, chipping him and yeah. you know, doing a lot of things that, that we need them to do. Hooper as well. Um, but I, I, I really do think that the offensive line can step up for that. Baker, the way that I put it is – I would love to see Baker be that game manager this year and mm -hmm. then take that next step next year. Right. I'm not asking for Peyton Manning. I'm not asking right. for, you know, Joe Montana, you know, yes. Tom Brady. I would take Alex Smith. Alex Smith of Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I would take that. 
borderline pro bowler, pro bowler, you know, right around there, you know, 25 touchdowns. I mean, he, he was excellent. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at some of his stats right here. I mean, you know, his last year with Kansas city, uh, I mean, he was nine and six on the year and had over 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns to five interceptions. I mean, I, I would take that all day for mm-hmm. Baker, but he's always going to have more interceptions right. because he's more of a gunslinger. He's little, it's that Brett Favre type where, of course, I, I but it, I, got picked off. I'm gonna throw it again. I'm gonna throw it. <laughs> right, I'm like, throw that ball no again. fear. Yes. And, and like, and I love that about Baker. Mm-hmm. But you know, he, you do need to eventually play smarter. Yes. And if he went to that Alex Smith mold, I would take that because I think that you can win a championship with that. Yeah, I mean, you mm-hmm. got to have a lot of other things going along for you as well. That th- you know, things that Kansas City didn't have back then. I mean, you need to have better defense than what we have right now. And whenever we get healthier, I, I think that we're gonna have a decent defense, not an all-time great Ravens right. Steelers defense but a solid defense i think uh and, and that's that's down the road but for this year i think that baker just needs to you know just play within himself you know do the the play action game once again tomorrow mm-hmm. is going to be needed so badly because this front seven for the reds or i'm sorry for the washington football teams man i, I did that did that once last week i need to i need to get a little bit better with that don't worry there's a it's lot of, there's a lot of shows doing that don't oh, worry. Like, because yeah, ton. because now you're saying it so often and now like the yeah. mind is just like because you're they need to come so up well. with a mascot like washington come up with something right now because i am i am dying over here so i i need that to happen but just get like a red and gold football whatever their colors are well, i don't even know what they red, call their color. is it red and gold uh a maroon maybe I, i'm I, colorblind so yeah. i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but i i am very much looking forward to tomorrow's game i do expect to win i i Definitely expect to win. They, you know, have to come here. Obviously, there's no mm. fans, you know, in the stands or anything 6, like that. Six thousand. Oh, okay. So six thousand fans <laughs> on the stand compared to the sixty-six we would normally have. You yeah. know, so uh, you know, sixty-six thousand. Six, but six thousand is better than nothing. It, 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 that's true. That is true. Um, I I do expect to win. I I'm going to make a prediction for yes. It. You are predictor Paulus. I am. Let's get back into that. Yes, Paulus. Your game prediction, Cleveland Browns versus the Washington football team tomorrow at 1 p.m. at First Energy Stadium. Paulus, you have the floor. 27 to 23 Browns. I I think right now there's a spread. I think the Browns are favored by seven. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they cover that. I I think that the the defense just is going to give up way too many yards. It it is what it is. I'm I'm okay with that. I think Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, who you have on your— doesn't play. Right. And Terry McLaurin, you have— him on your fantasy team, absolute start uh, for for everyone out there. You absolutely start Terry McLaurin tomorrow because I think he's going to have over 100 yards, probably a touchdown as well. So uh, the guy is going to ball out of his mind. It it just depends on how much pressure we can get on uh, Haskins. And I think Miles is going to have a really good game tomorrow. I I truly believe that. Yeah. Miles said this week that he wants to be the best player on the field every single week. And he wants to be, you know, and I think it's because there's conversations about Chase Young and kind of what he's done the first two games. Yeah. My, you know, he's kind of getting more of the spotlight. Miles Garrett has been able to do those things already. Mm -hmm. 
So he wants to go show that he is the dominant defensive end over Chase Young. Chase Young is not uh, at his level just yet. You know, got to get a couple years in him just like Miles has. Yeah. Um, but uh, for for Baker, it does have to be, you know, again, just staying within the offense and getting keeping everybody on the same page. And as long as he can have that gunslinger mentality, and this year is all about getting that swagger back. It's all about getting that Baker swag back that we saw at Oklahoma and in his rookie season. Yep. It's about getting that Baker back. And if he is throwing some interceptions, but he's still contributing to wins, you can live with some of that because you're winning football games. He is a reason you're winning football games. And it is more like that Brett Favre mentality and not the long list of quarterbacks of the past sure. here in Cleveland where they just throw interception after interception. And there's just there's no... And, rhyme or reason or sense of actual offensive continuity. And let's be honest, the interceptions matter mm. 100% for sure. Yes, Obviously, yeah, a turnover do. is a turnover. But it's like, when does that turnover happen? Yes. Is it in the fourth quarter whenever you're down? Mm. Or if you're up by 21 and you're just trying to get greedy? Yeah. You, you know, like, I, like he got a little greedy. He got with, greedy last with, week. With Bryant, he had to yes. sidestep a defender coming in. He yeah. threw it late. And that's what Harrison, I saw the uh, the all 22 of that. He was open. That And the cut that he made, the route that he ran was a great route. Yep. It just, it was a half a second late. Yep. And Baker did have to avoid a defender kind of diving his legs. Yep. And he didn't step up soon enough. So that's on Baker to, yep. to throw that a half a second sooner. But he got greedy and they were up in that game, not and, not down in that game and continuing to throw picks and got right. down because he threw picks early in the game yeah. either. Yeah, and, and it's all about when it happens. Yes. He's going to throw interceptions. Yep. Every quarterback does. It's reality. It, it is reality. But we need to make sure that it is it, – it, if, if you're up by 14, you know, with mm. three minutes left and you're just trying to get that extra score, you know, like, okay, cool. You know, like, that's right. fine. Patrick Mahomes does that a yes. lot. I mean, he doesn't throw yeah. a lot of interceptions, but the interceptions he does throw, it's because they're up by 21. You right. know, like, you know, so if we can get that sort of momentum, I'm not saying Baker needs to be Patrick, but if we can just get up by 21 mm -hmm. and throw an interception, oh, okay, that's yeah. fine. But, like, be smart. Yeah, you know, be it, smart with it. Take smart. the chances when you kind of maybe have the, an opportunity to be a little bit more risky to work on something downfield a little bit more. The interceptions that kill us are like the ones that we had against Seattle last year. Whenever it was the game-winning, you know, a possible game-winning drive here for us, let, let's go down the field. I mean, they were up big in that game, and then they relinquished the lead. And then it was, okay, Baker, you got to take yeah. us down the field and win it. And literally the first throw of, of that drive intercepted. It tipped off the hands of someone. Yeah intercepted yeah and through the first two games as well i mean i have to give some credit to coach stefanski as well i know he was mic'd up this last game um you know kind of liked what i heard but and we talk about how we don't want to just hear them say we want to hear them execute well yep. he's talking while they're executing actual plays like he's kind of yep. doing that and what he's saying in press conferences after games about you know people are trying to like give glowing remarks to jedrick wills he's saying well yeah he's played well and he's progressed like we think he should but sure. he is a rookie and he's going to make mistakes just like I'm going to make a mistake as a coach we haven't won anything so like we're not going to just kind of yep. throw bouquets of flowers at people it, that's what you like to hear one note on this game that we do need to mention tomorrow's game 
uh, on Fox, Washington football team against the Browns will be the will mark the first regular season game. This court, according to Sam Rappaport, uh, mark the first regular season game in NFL history to have a female coach on both sidelines and a female referee. That's awesome in the games, and that's what you that's what you love to see. And in in a world and in a time where we are trying to you know see progress mm-hmm. and equality for all. I mean, we know a lot of women in our lives that know a lot about football that absolutely and these these women have earned that right and there should be more in the game and more women in and, and there in the will NBA. be there, and, there absolutely will yeah. be and this yeah. is just that first step and hopefully it's the first step among many that happen you know you don't have like 10 years or so in between like it's like years in between yep. and you got you keep making these marks and then it just becomes a regular thing and we don't have to say it's the first time that this has happened it's the first right. we want to get to that kind of point quickly as we kind of wind down here on the podcast you know, we got about five minutes left, just enough time, I'd say, because I don't really want to spend too much time on where fantasy has gone this year. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Paulus, how is your fantasy football season going, even inside a league or any other league that you're in? Yeah, so I'm in two leagues. Um, I, I'm one and one in one of the leagues, the smaller league there mm. for us. I, I like my team. You know, I got Kyler. You know, I got Kyler in both leagues. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's going well for that one. For the one that you and I are in, mm. I am 0-2 right now, but I do have like the third most scored points uh, there for us. I've just faced the the two people that have had the most points scored against me. So mm. it, it's been rough, you know, going up against that. I, 183 points. Well, actually 183 for both weeks yeah. went up against me. So unfortunately, you know, I, I wasn't able to duplicate that right. uh, there for us. So I am 0-2. However, you and I did uh, a trade earlier this week. Mm. You were hurting bad because yeah. Saquon Barkley, the injuries that piled up in oh. week two last week were were unheard of. And it's was, prayers out to those players. Too. Absolutely. Like, people that were I, – I hated going on Twitter – yeah. At the end, of, at the end of those games, because people were like, "Oh my gosh, no, my fantasy team is shot. Like, right. why can't you stand the sure. like those kind That's, of things? Those kind yeah. of idiots that we've of talked course. about many times yeah. on Twitter is it's just ridiculous." Prayers I, out to those players because you don't want to see that happen at all. Yeah, and and, and I'm watching Red Zone, and like literally every two seconds, yeah. someone's injured. Everyone's it's, pulling up with knee injuries or, or a yeah. foot or an it's ankle. Sad. Or it was sad. To see, it was sad to watch. The San Francisco 49ers oh lost gosh. like eleven people last week yeah. and they still beat the jets 31 to 13 that, which is the funniest thing i think that says a lot that about says the jets a lot more season. about the jets than does anyone else and like i know as a browns fan we're not supposed to like sam darnold you know we're, we're not supposed right. to i feel terrible for that guy i do that dude do. is playing with division two talent yep. out uh, out in the nfl that guy is going to get killed mm-hmm. out there it's because adam gase has no idea what he's no. doing how he still has a job how he wasn't fired after you know a, a, you know after you know this last uh these last couple of games i i will never know it goes the same for dan quinn dan quinn should have been fired he shouldn't have been allowed on the tarmac back you know to, to get back to atlanta oh last goodness. week after that blown loss to why to don't the you go get that ball it's a live ball even for no idea atlanta ha- or dallas has to wait for it to go 10 yards atlanta, atlanta you don't have to you wait you don't have to wait like that was the dumb. 
I don't, I don't care how short I've ever seen. And and Stephen A. Smith said it said it the best. He's like, I don't think I've ever seen a dumber team. Like like, <laughs> how do you? I I, I don't I don't get I, that. I, Everyone knows like your only job on that kickoff return, the hands team, is to get that ball and secure it. And you know within that ten yards, like they they must not have been taught that. And I don't know how you make the NFL and you're on the hands team and not know that rule. That's a known rule across like going through all levels Everywhere. of football. So like I don't care how short training camp I, was and like how many you know how uh, little uh, the special teams got put together because you're cutting down rosters yeah. without seeming games. I don't care about that. You should know within uh, those ten yards. Let's finish this game. I want to win yeah. in the NFL t- this week. I want to go one and one instead yeah. of zero and two. Let me go get that ball. It's right in front I, of me. I, I don't know. And, and Julio was out there too. I, I don't know why Julio wasn't jumping oh, at that ball. That's a great sign for the trade I just made with you. I, and, and I was going to say that the, the the trade that you know Kevin and I made this week because you were hurting real yeah. bad for a running back. I mean, you only had like I think three on your roster. Saquon was one of them. Saquon tears his ACL. Prayers to Saquon. Mm-hmm. Prayers to that whole Giants you know team because yes. I mean they are Giants team. They they are in some. 49 rough luck right now yeah. 49ers as well Browns but defense we <laughs> Browns defense uh but we didn't make a trade last week I I sent Julio and JK Dobbins mm. for uh uh for uh, uh nuke uh for Hopkins yeah uh now Hopkins the the reason why I did that was because the only trade that I was going to make was to get Hopkins because I have Kyler and and I need that connection I I couldn't stand watching Kyler not throw you know like keep mm. throwing to Hopkins and I'm looking at Julio, and I'm like, and Julio has played you know, the first game of the year. I mean, had 157 yards, nine yeah. receptions, great job. But the way that I look at it is like, I think that it's, I thought it was an even trade. I, like, because like, I'm giving you Julio. Now, mm. I think Hopkins has higher upside than Julio, obviously, but I'm giving you uh, Dobbins because I, I'm not going to be able to play Dobbins. You know, right. so, and I think, and you absolutely have to, and I think he's going to win that starting job for Mark Ingram here within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And if that happens, you got a bona fide top 10, top 12 running back on your team now. I was surprised they didn't use him much last week. Uh, he only had three three touches, which yeah. which was crazy, but he still turned out, you know, eight points. You know, with three touches, he had eight points. He yeah. had a, like a 48-yard run. Yeah. I mean, he he's a good player. He's yes. a good player. I think he's going to do well for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, both of our teams, I mean, we're both 0-2 in the league right now, and, and yeah. we were we were hurting. Yeah. So, Well, I – and. I'm in, oh man, I'm in five leagues and I shouldn't be. I really shouldn't be. <laughs> I, I may have a problem. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I'm kind of like one and one, zero oh and two, two okay. and zero. Oh, like there's like kind of a couple of different it, ones. It's yeah. spread across actually. Um, so it's kind of a, I guess, an even distinction there as I look at it. It's not as bad as I try to make it out to be, but. Um, you know that league, especially with our buy-in, it's yeah. rough to be, rough to be zero and two. Well, and and you know once again, make sure you you set your lineups. Make sure no matter what, because once again, we do have a loser payout. Not right. not like not paying or anything like right. that. Right, a loser that pays out towards the group in some sort of, of fashion. Right, like like, like Scotty this yeah. past year, you know, for for the draft was wearing a dress. 
you know, yeah. because he, he and Scotty's team, like, uh, I don't know, like Scotty's all over the place. I, I think you can get yourself straight because once again, I like your lineup, yeah. you know, but it's just, you, you just need help with, uh, you know, now that Saquon's out, like yeah. you're, you're going to need some it, massive help it's, with uh, the running back spot. It's, it's the running back spot there. And uh, in my other league, that's kind of the other big payout that I have that I really focus on yeah. in my Yahoo league, uh, facing one of my, uh, my former soccer parents, basically our family at this point. Sure. Uh, Dave Storr, I'll give you a shout out. Uh, facing him this week, he is a, <laughs> they are Steelers fans, but they they're, they do come from that area. Like, both of them are from Pennsylvania, and the, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh yeah. area, and they've uh, migrated to Wycliffe and a great family, uh, great, uh, great kids too, and um, you know, they kind of came out to support uh, my game last week, coaching last week, so I was kind of uh, very honored and, and humbled to have them and, and their kids coming out to, to support that. He has the running back for Jacksonville, uh, that James Robinson, Robinson that's yeah. kind of you know taking over for up on Thursday night. Yeah, he already has thirty points. <laughs> he already, he's already got thirty points up on the yeah. board to start this week. So yeah. uh, it could be worse. You you could have been Matthew Barry and played against him, but yeah. started Gardner Minshew, who oh. who only had like six points. Yeah. So yeah, like, that's it. like be thankful that you didn't yeah. start Gardner Minshew. Which, yeah. I mean, I picked up Gardner Minshew on a waiver wire sure. just as like a backup quarterback to see if it would kind of continue. Yeah. Just to kind of like gauge it a little bit. Yeah. Because you don't only need a backup quarterback one week you're gonna ride your starter for most of the season for, just for the most week. part yeah but um yeah i'm already down 30 points so probably welcome to your first win dave right. you know <laughs> great job this week um but uh with that all being said that is gonna wrap it up not too much time that we need to dwell on fantasy this sure. year yeah i'm sorry we're fantasy voices just and if maybe if we pick things back up but both of us i'm, we'll I'm be sure, boasting about our teams Don't i'm worry. sure we will be yes. yeah um but for my brother nick paulus and our producer extraordinaire peter tellup this has been the season four episode seven eight eight wow i yeah. lost track we, we may not be counting episodes sometimes we might so. not be so but for this episode in season four for the voice of land podcast i am kevin arnold reminding all of you sports fans out there don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game and we love you all 3000 we will see you all next week